Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Playing Out from the Back podcast. I'm your host, Sam Morgan. On a weekly basis, I'll be joined by my fellow hosts, Aaron and Mo. We'll be discussing the latest news around the booking world with zero filter. Be sure to like, subscribe and follow us on the usual social media platforms. Thanks for tuning in. Hey boys, how are you? We're back for another episode. Um, the big five O. Fifty. Where's it gone? Where's it where has it gone? And all the different topics we've gone over, the disagreements, the banter. It has been a great fifty. Um, how have you found it so far, boys? I'll come to you, Aaron. Uh good mate, very good. Can't believe it's fifty already. Uh like I say it's come around quick. But I'm looking forward to, to another fifty. That's about half your squad that you've probably got this 11 down to, about 50. Oh, mate. I've been racking my brains all, all week, all week. Mo, how about you, mate? You're, you're sofa trouble, I hear. Oh, mate. So, uh, Let, let's, not, let's not even get into it. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do this podcast stress-free whilst looking out the window to see if the sofa man comes. So, um, so yeah. But, um, yeah, apart from that, happy to be at 50. Um yeah, looking forward to some of the up and coming ones we've got or we're gonna plan. Um yeah, my team's done. Although I'm still looking at it thinking I could make one or two changes, but I'm not gonna because it takes too long when you've got to work out what players for what team. So I'm just gonna leave it as it is now. I think my team's solid. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Well, that's obviously us trying to put our manager's hat on. Um there's definitely a bit of a merry go round that's that's obviously happened in, in the last week or so. Um, I'm going to come over to um, the Midlands, and we'll jump back straight to you, to you, Mo, on this one. Um, Gerard, good appointment. Um, yes, I think it's a good appointment. I think it might be a better appointment for Gerard than it is for Villa. Yeah. Um, I think that not because I think that Gerard isn't a good manager. I think he's a. I think he's a great manager, um, and I think that it's probably a slightly better job than he thought he'd get. You know, good squad, lots of money in the Premier League, um, finished just outside the top half, 
Whereas I think I, I, I sort of thought Villa would go for a um, more established manager, maybe. Um, but hey, I mean, I'm all for managers managers getting jobs, and I like what Gerard's done up in in um, in Scotland. So yeah, but what I will, what I will say is, that I think on a couple of a couple of um, podcasts ago, I think after two. A Villa losses in a row, maybe three. I said Dean Smith's gonna go. I can just tell the way that you can sort of tell nowadays the way that the media starts, um, and then the way that the way that the teams go into every game after that. You, it's like the it's it's almost like the media as they start when the manager's gonna get sacked, and it's up to the manager to defend himself. Hopefully, get a couple of wins. Um, defend himself to the media or he fall on his sword. But the media always starts it. Always, without a shadow of a doubt, always starts it. Um, and they're, they're, they're responsible for uh, the managers not getting a lot of time. That's my opinion anyway. I think that the talk sport are big culprits um, for, getting, for getting managers sacked. Talk sport? Yeah. Never. Nah, yeah. man. You can, no one takes him seriously. Have you heard the stuff that comes out of Gabby? Mate, uh, about talk, 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 yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, but like, it's like, I feel like I listen to a lot, quite a lot of TalkSport and I like certain people on there and you don't like others on there. But what I feel like is that, not just TalkSport, I think that's a bit unfair to just say TalkSport, but what I, what I will say is that these companies, they start a snowball effect. Yeah. They start a snowball effect on these managers until the pressure is relentless um, and the club either pulls the trigger or the manager walks away. And I think that, like, in some aspects, yeah, you'll get you'll get them saying, oh, we feel so sorry for Steve Bruce. He's been treated unfairly. But in other aspects, you've got them creating this snowball effect which speeds up his exit from these clubs. Obviously... It's a difficult one because I guess it's their job to bring on supporters that are angry, supporters that are upset, um, and keep reporting on it. But at the set, at the same, at the same time, I can't help but think that these are are massive, massive, like I don't know, generators for these for these managers to get sacked. Mm, yeah, five that's, losses. That's Every last season, everyone was talking about Aston Villa. As a team that will go in places, they've done. They've come so far under Dean Smith. He's got them playing defensively well. He's he's signed some good players. Um, they lost their best player in the summer. They're rebuilding a squad, and they've just sacked him. So it, it's it's sort of one of two things. Was he a good manager last season, or are we just going by his last five games, like the five losses? Because every manager will go through through a bad spell. Do you get what I mean? Another example is Harsen A couple of, like, 18 months ago, he was the best thing. He was destined for Liverpool. He was destined for uh, a big team. He then loses a, get, uh, a few games and he gets a few drummings. And now he's, he's sort of reputations on the floor. He's getting linked with, like, the Norwich job and stuff like that. I just think that it, it goes from one extreme to the other very, very quickly for these mm. managers. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Aaron? What are you saying? Good, good appointment. No. Uh, good appointment. It's. Uh, I'll start with Villa first of all. I agree with Mo. Uh, 
it's gonna, it was always going to be a bit of a difficult season for Villa, considering obviously Grealish has gone. Uh, not only their best player, but the player that they built pretty much their whole squad around for for the last three or four years. Influential in uh, in getting promoted to the Prem, and then obviously when he wasn't playing in the uh, in the in the games last season, you could see the effect that it had on the team. You know they weren't as uh, fluent; they they weren't getting the results, and it was always going to be that thing of Dean Smith needing time, uh, needing time to to get all these new players gelling together. You know, he's, he signed Ings. I thought Ings was a weird one uh, because they had Watkins uh, and they didn't play two centre-forwards. So it was always going to be a weird one of trying to transition, uh, you know, a front Cover the injury, though. Yeah, I know. But it's you've got to play him once you sign him and you can't drop Watkins mm. as well. So it is a weird one. Then you've got Leon, uh, Leon Bailey, uh, Buendia is going to need a bit of time to, to get into it. And, and it was... For me, it was a bit premature to, to sack him, uh, considering what yeah. he's done for them as well. It's it, it's it's strange, but for Gerard personally, uh, it's a big gamble for him. Very big gamble. He, he's, you know, he he made Rangers uh, champions back to where where they were, you know, a decade ago or so ago. Uh, you know, challenging Celtic overcoming Celtic and, and top again at the moment with, with, with Rangers. So looking for back-to-back titles and it's, as I mean, as a manager ourselves, I know me personally, if, if I had a team like that, which I created at Rangers, top of the league, I wouldn't want to leave mid-season. I would want to see it through and, and maybe see, see what happens at the end of the season. But mm-hmm. it is a big step for him because I think if he succeeds at Villa... He's in line for a huge, huge job after that in a couple well, of years, maybe. Well, Klopp's contract three years, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And so he's got to hang on to them. Yeah, and if he he's got basically overcome the the first year where there will be questions, there will be bad form here and there. You know, they'll have to come through that patch, build a squad, and get Villa. Well, he's probably going to have to get Villa top six or eight in the next two years for him to look to get that job. Uh, but it's a gamble. He's obviously willing to take coming back to England, back to the Prem, uh, you know, his bread and butter, what he knows. So it's going to be, be in... slightly warmer than, than Glasgow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about going to, to Dundee and uh, Livingston every few weeks, uh, but I think it'll be an interesting one. I'm I'm hopeful that he will uh, he will succeed, but you never know. We've seen other Premier League players, ex Premier League players, come into management and uh, not do as well. So, what, what do you think? Like I said, we just, like I said, got to give him some time. At, at the end of the day, like hmm. we, we've seen it, we've, we've seen it with Arteta, we've seen it with you. We'll come on to Oli shortly, um, but. You know, you, you, you've seen these players, obviously ex-players that have come in. There's a little bit of um, nostalgia because of the sort of Premier League connection or the club uh, connection. But for, for, for Gerard, look, he, he went in. Um, yes, he won a title, Rangers. It is the Scottish League. It's equivalent to League Two. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you can't take that. You can't take that seriously. Um, well played. Though, winning the championship, still winning a championship, no matter what level you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so fair play, to, fair play to him. Um, 
but it is a massive gamble to him because Frank Lampard done well at Derby in a sense. Done, we say done okay at Derby. Didn't yeah, he? he didn't win anything or like get them anywhere in that sense. He done well, did okay with Chelsea with no budget, gave him some money, got rid of him. Not really being linked to too many of the the, the jobs he wasn't linked with with Villa. Do you know what I mean? And he's yeah. had Premier League experience. They've got they've gone with Gerrard. So he's got to get it. He has to get it right. Yeah, that's for him. Good good decision for him because you know if you can get a job in the Premier, you take it. You don't go turn it down. Let's be honest. And that's a good opportunity. He comes back um, back down south. Probably a little bit better for him for for sort of personal reasons as well. But uh, Mr. Smith getting a sack. Very, very unfortunate and premature for for me. Mm. Um, especially when you're bringing in Gerard. If you were bringing in an established yeah. manager that is like with pedigree because he was available, I'm not saying they would. I'm not saying it one mind that they would get Conte. Look, that was never going to happen. But I'm saying if there was that opportunity, they're like, or well, Conte's like, hey, this guy's looking to get a Premier League job. He would actually be interested. Then okay, then you're going to go. We've got to take this guy. Like he's on the table, we've got to take mm-hmm. him. But to do it for Gerard is a little bit strange, especially with what you just mentioned there. For me, is like hundred million came in um, for for Grealish. They lost their talisman that does actually provide so much more than what he had put, yeah. like brought on the field. There's so many other elements to it. What he brought in around the club, and as we had, we had the clear sort of clarity from the owner who came out and said, "Look, we." We knew Jack was going. He, we we had an agreement with him. They knew he was going. They knew the money was there. So they said, right, we need to get someone in to cover the goals that um, Jack was bringing in, as he said. So they had the opportunity to get Danny Ings. That's why mm-hmm. Danny Ings came in to cover that. They said about the creativity. So they went, went, went the... Uh, and they, they, he went through the whole list of why they bought the certain players. And obviously, like Leon Bailey, like getting the fouls and stuff that Jack would get. Yeah. So they, they kind of saw the reason behind it and no one really batted an eyelid about those signings. They were like, oh, that's three good signings. Mm-hmm. But bringing three players in to cover one player <laughs> is hard to change yeah. the system, right? Because you can bring you bring one in for one, you can play the same system. Like you've just said there, well, how are you going to get Danny Ings in with Watkins when you're playing a three? You've yeah. got Brendia and Leon Bailey. So who's missing out? Because... You're bringing one in there. Are you going to miss one of those boys out? You've got like McGinn in there as well. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, their midfield was actually pretty pretty strong. So it was great. And he's probably thinking, yes, lovely. Got these three players. But what's my best team now? Yeah. And it's it's early to try and work, work that out, especially off the back of a Euros as well. Right now, where players are playing, you're not really getting that time to sort of put, put things in, in motion during during the summer as well. So, tough on him. Tough on him. And uh, well done for... So, tough on him. Well done for Gerard, But strange appointment for me. Yeah, to replace, yeah. Gerard to replace Dean Smith. Bit, bit odd, if, if I'm honest. It's a huge gamble, um, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not saying you would because it's... That's like... That's just against football etiquette in a sense that but actually it would have been more more sense it would have made more sense for me to give them uh, give the job to John Terry <laughs> come back and be the first team manager. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think because he he'd have had He's... a bit more experience with that with that team. Yeah. Um but yeah it, but yeah a bit of a bit of a strange one. Let, let, you know but 
but got to give him, you have to give him the time now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I get what Mo was saying about the pressures and stuff, but you've got to give him the time. And I think the heat could be on um, the sort of board if, if Gerard doesn't, doesn't get it right more so than, than on him. But um, managers that seem to just keep getting the back in and have got more lives than a cat and can run around <laughs> with more head loss than a cockroach is, is uh, Ollie. Um, <laughs> before we get into it, I'm just going to ask you just flat out, does this guy, do you think he survives the season? You know what? <laughs> he should like, he shouldn't like, I think everyone knows he shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think, he, I think he does. And I'll tell you why <laughs> you see when, you see when uh, Spurs, got Conte that was that was the Man United board saying we're backing Oli Gunnar Solskjaer now because who are you going to get in now there's no point like unless he keeps on you know uh, getting bad result after bad result because he's not actually doing that he's getting bad result bad result couple of good results and then going back to the bad results he's so inconsistent so he's doing just enough to to keep him in a job and it's always a you know a Ronaldo last minute equalize or a winner to, to keep him in the job for the next few weeks and the international break probably come at the right time for him because now he's taken the week off gone back to Norway you know and uh, where in my mind he should have been with the fringe players who's not on international duty trying to get them up to speed because that's who he's going to have to rely on for uh, the next few weeks especially when things aren't going right again uh, but for me he's he should have been sacked a while back. He's just, yeah. he's, he's not good enough. And he, he keeps on talking about, oh, you know, the Man United spirit, blah, blah, blah. But oh, this isn't the Man United yeah. spirit. The Man United spirit is like what we were grown up on, what he, the era that he played in was them winning stuff. He's not winning stuff. He's, they're celebrating group Champions League group game wins against Atalanta or, or stuff like that. And that's not what Sir Alex Ferguson did. That's not what we, he was brought up on. That's not the Man United way. That's an excuse for him saying, yeah, I can get results, but it's not results when it matters. It's just results that are not cup finals or, you know, business end results. It's not good. And for me personally, I, I'm, I'm here for it. I, I, I love seeing Man United suffer. I don't mind if they get a, a win here and there to keep him in the job. Uh, so I'm all for it. But you can see the way... Pep schooled him on at the weekend. No, made no subs. It was a, a de, attack versus defense training session for Pep at Old Trafford, and that's it not the training session. That's not the yeah, Man United way. Session. Yeah, no, yeah. people could say the Man United way. The Man United way was winning trophies. Sorry, exactly. Surprise. And you haven't won anything. Was it four years? They haven't won anything. It's been a yeah, long right. time. A long time. It has it's been a long time. Four years. Gathering that first layer of dust, um, like like Spurs, but um, I think he does have to go. I just don't think they're going to do it. No, I think unless the only way they do it, and it's going to have to be soon, because it, it will have to be soon after this international break. It, it, he's probably got a week or two. If they don't, he sees it through because. He, he, he took two beatings to two of the, you know, you're right, your title rivals, right? And humiliating beatings mm-hmm. as well. Not just 
it weren't even training sessions because it was like if you're saying a training session, I'd probably say it was like the 16s against the first team in both occasions. It was embarrassing. Um, that for me, I would probably almost say right if he if he's not gone in that time, they've got to get be the two weeks because someone should have come in now. So yeah. they can get under it, get under it, see what's like you said, see what's going on, start to say right. This is what I've seen so far. Um, these are the players we want because they need to start having conversations. This isn't football manager that this, you know tra- uh, the window opens and then you start talking to people. You're mm-hmm. talking to people from now. Yeah. So you know because we're leading up to that time, right? Before you know it, we're at Christmas, like. And you know, you know how many games come thick and fast there. So you, they don't want to be out of it. And looking at that league and looking at the fixtures, listen. If they come to Arsenal and lose that game, by then they could find themselves eighth or ninth comfortably, mm-hmm. like eighth or ninth. Not like eighth or ninth, and it's only two points in it. You know, they're eighth or ninth, and like five or six points. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, so someone's got to come in and adjust and. To me, I think the ball keeping, I think they're going to. As I said, the only time that's going to change, as I said, it, if he sees if he sees the next two games through after this international break, and nothing happens after that, he's there for the season. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at their fixtures now, and the next four games when they come back from international break, they got Watford away, Villarreal away, Chelsea away, and then Arsenal at home, and oh. those <laughs> those four games. Uh, if he can't get a couple of wins in the league and a draw, and also beating Villarreal, then there's no way he needs to, he's keeping this job because he needs to be beating Chelsea, getting results against Chelsea, beating Arsenal at home, uh, beating Villarreal and Watford. That sh- they should be easy wins for for a United squad of that caliber. But after that, if he survives that, even if they they lose those games and he survives that, they've got an easyish. December and January coming up and looking at those fixtures yeah he's there for the season if if he survives the next four games yeah that's what I'm saying yeah that's what I'm saying but I think but you know after them four games I think yeah I expect him to beat Watford but yeah if they lose to Chelsea and Arsenal at that point it's it's curtains for a while you know it's just mental but um, for me I know people saying like who's out there for me I think Zidane is the one personally I think it makes so much sense for for a number of um, Mm. uh for a number of things. One, the Adidas connection. Yeah. Right? Two, the Ronaldo connection. He knows what he's going to get out of him. Varane as well. That's, that's there. And just personally, the, the buzz and attraction will be there again. Because I'm not saying people won't ever want to go inside for Man United. Man United will always have that pulling power. But if they can come in and if they're going in, at, uh, plus it probably helps Sancho as well. But come Christmas, if they're there and, and you've got Zidane, Adidas, Man United trying to bring you in it's a that's a that's a different ball game entirely mm-hmm. um will they will it turn, like turn their season around completely damage might be done we mm-hmm. don't know but i think certainly it will put them in a better position than to go it like to go into that following season but we've seen how things how things uh, can change so quickly because let's be honest the amount of stick arsenal will get in off of those first three games and being bottom of the league and all, all the banner through there and then seeing how it is now. We know things can change quickly. If there is actually, a, when you're looking at the football and you're looking yeah. at what's going on around it, that there's progression and no sort of dark cloud. Problem mm-hmm. we've got at the moment, uh, then if you're noticing, obviously at Man United is the football's poor and there is that dark cloud around. The rumours of 
you know, yeah. Pogba, Ronaldo, things aren't, aren't happy. Jaden Sancho, Van der Beek. There seems to be a constant story. And it was like that with Arsenal for a bit. Like the media were kind of like jumping on Arsenal yeah. anything they could. Whereas that's not happening now. It's all rosy. Like suddenly Ramsdale's um, this amazing goalkeeper and I've not seen anything about Martinez for ages. Do you know what I mean? Because there's <laughs> those things around there. Look, yeah. There isn't that chat anymore. So, but Man United, they're getting that. So they need to, they do need to address it. But do, do, if it's not Zidane, who, is there anyone else you could see potentially taking that, taking that job? Man, there's no one. There's no one. And Zidane's probably the only one, like you say. I thought Conte, Zidane. I mean, we asked a few, we were asked a few weeks ago and I said, obviously, uh, I'd like to see Brendan Rodgers do it, but he's never going to do it mid-season. He's never going to do it right now. Nah. So, there's just I don't see anyone else, and if they do, it, I don't know. There's there's no one unless they take them from somewhere, but I, I still just I honestly just don't think that they're going to sack him because if they sack if if they were to sack him, they should have done it a while back, and they haven't. Mm. So yeah, they haven't it's, done it's, it. Yeah, it's down. It's down. It's their own fault now. And they've got to live by that thing. And and I read something the other day that they're looking to play Sancho right wing back. Listen, if that happens, <laughs> oh yeah, my fingers will be red hot on Twitter because oh. I'm coming for a few. <laughs> right, <laughs> mate. Right I'm thinking mate. to myself, what is going on? It just shows like how how he doesn't even get a game in the first place. Like a run of games is is beyond me. Uh, but now to say we can try and fit him in at right wing back because Wambasaka can't attack. It's like. Well, you should know but, that anyway. But I thought, but... thought Wabasaka was the best thing since last like, spread at right back. So um... that... <laughs> uh, uh, if I see laugh, Sancho at right wing back at any time in his career, it's, it's over. It's a joke. It's a... Absolutely. Nah, it's... He must. I don't know what he must be thinking. Like, I want to know what goes through players' heads at that time when you. So you're being asked. To come to Man United at this price, you probably it's been that being linked with this move for so long, and you've got more splinters than the Ninja Turtles at the moment. <laughs> it's mental. Like I, I don't get it. Like it makes no sense. Even the band the beat thing. Oh, mate. <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. They need to get someone in early because there's some there's some players in that squad. Yeah. I and think so, it's a frightening prospect if someone actually can come in and actually could be a decent manager bring back Fergie mate they could have to do that for six months just to steady the ship but you said the squad that's I think that's the most funny thing about it because the squad on paper is ridiculous absolutely yeah. ridiculous and the fact that he can't even uh challenge any point in the league struggling the Champions League it's crazy absolutely crazy that he can't get anything out of this squad and he's just relying on a on a Ronaldo magic for for uh end of the end of the game sorry sorry if you can hear some beeps in the background but <laughs> something crazy is going on outside welcome to Croydon yeah, yeah, that's uh, no, it. No, I love, love that. That's that's that's, that's the uh, United protests outside. Yeah, yeah, they can hear. Most of the fans are in South London. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, oh, mate, yeah, no, it is, it is mental. It is, oh yeah, I say on paper it is a little, little crazy. Um, so you think they've got they've got an established squad, can't get it right. Um, let, let's see, obviously, what happens in the next few weeks, obviously after the international break. But yeah, I think it sounds like we. <laughs> You know, from from the neutral point of view, keep him in, um, as we all, as everyone is saying. But um, 
it looks like the board are obviously believing that as well. They believe they still got their man. Um, one thing I probably ask um, now, though, someone who has need to does need to sort of build a build a squad um, and obviously get get things get things right. Um, Eddie Howe down mm. at Newcastle. Uh, so two parts to this: they went public about wanting to get Emre. It obviously got leaked properly. They weren't denying it. Emre, Emre, Emre. And at the time, I'm thinking, cracking decision. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we spoke about on the on the pod previously, we thought this could be the this could be a problem because he's a good. You know, he's, we know he's a good manager. Let's be honest. Yeah. He, he does get things out of Villarreal. He's going to be basically free, free, free to do whatever he wants by the sounds of things. You know, at, at that time. Um, would have been able to bring in exactly the, the players he wanted with, with all, all expenses paid, in a sense. Um, turn it down. Then to Eddie Howe. Where do you see the similarities? Is there any? No. Because do you, you don't go from one manager to another like, with, like that. You must have had something in your mind in terms of a style. So do you see any? Mate, I think that's one of the oddest decisions I've I've seen and we've seen some very odd decisions recently but this one I can't I can't wrap my head around it I think Eddie Howe like put Eddie Howe's a, a great coach he's done he done wonders with Bournemouth uh but that was on probably the the course of six seven years uh which he's never going to get in Newcastle uh it was the wrong type of appointment they needed someone like Emre someone uh, with that kind of experience at, at that level, to to one, get them playing in a good way, of fo- uh, good way of football. Two, keeping them up, uh, and then going on to the next level of European football. Uh, and I don't think Eddie Howe can keep them up. The only positive I see is that he's got a few ex-Bournemouth players in there. He's got uh, Wilson, Fraser, Matt Ritchie. So he's got a couple of boys that he already knows, which could work to his advantage. But then he's also got 90% of the squad who aren't good enough. And for the style of football that he plays, it's going to be very tough for him. Very, very tough for him. And I think it's the wrong appointment and I don't see how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I think with him as well, the only thing I'd probably say, the, the logic behind this is obviously what he built at Bournemouth. Right? Mm-hmm. So, are they looking at it going, well, this guy has actually been a manager that's built something rather than a manager that's come in where it's already done and then takes them up a level. I think this appointment's a stopgap appointment in a sense mm-hmm. that he comes in, gets a bit of a DNA at Newcastle, He's actually coaching. Like you said, yeah. he's a great coach. So can he improve what they've kind of got? Go and bring in three or four players. Maybe it might be two or three in this window. Maybe another three in the summer. Has a full season it with a bit of improvement. As I said, just so they can get... If he can get them to the finishing mid-table, then the next man up. Do you know what I mean? The next man up comes in and yeah. then takes them from mid-table t- to Europe, you know, and then there's actually an attraction piece. 
right now they need a manager that's getting them from bottom to middle. Yeah. Right now, and they need that that coaching, and sometimes it's just a different voice that will will sometimes help. So that's what I'm. I, I, that's my thinking about. It. Is Eddie Howe a bad manager and coach? No, he's no. not. But it wasn't. The thing was, there was all this hype and excitement about the money and what was coming in and what who they were potentially going to get, and even that with Eddie Howe. Mm-hmm. Mm. If, it's just, if they had taken Steven Gerrard, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's the right kind of gamble for and them. And Eddie Howe to Villa. Yeah, exactly. Probably, yeah, that's how, that's how I would have probably seen it if I was going to call it before. Like that, if the, if you put basically said there's a Newcastle job available and there's Aston Villa job available, you've got Steven Gerrard and you've got Eddie Howe. Where do each of them go? That's probably where I where I would have gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's nothing against Eddie Howe. Like I say, he's a great coach. He done wonders with Bournemouth, but he he has to implement a good style of football that he knows and he he lives by. The way he's coached Bournemouth shown shown that. But like I said, he was given a lot of time and they were in I think they were in League One when he first took over and 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 got them promoted after a year or two and then implemented a bit more in the championship and got them promoted. He's not got that time. He's got six months to basically turn this Newcastle team into a half decent team. And yeah, three or four players might get him that but for me it's just a it's for me it's just a strange appointment. He's had a lot of time mm-hmm. He's had a year and a half out of football, something like that. And I think he was offered the Celtic job in the summer and he turned that down. Uh, it just seems like a weird appointment for someone like him. He just, I thought he would, he would like say the Villa job, uh, even a Norwich job, so to speak, just a, a club that would give him time and to implement things. But yeah, we'll see how, obviously see how it goes and I could be wrong, but I just, I just find it very strange. Yeah, no, it is an odd one. It's an odd one. But the Newcastle fans seem quite happy with it. I think they were so sort of in the mud with uh, Steve Bruce. Yeah, they didn't see anything as an improvement. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look, fair play to them. And, as, you know, as, as fans go, you, they're sort of the, that fan base that you, you want them to be happy, right? You you yeah. want them to do uh, very well. And that's coming from a bit of a nostalgia thing, again, from those times when Newcastle and United used to battle it out and stuff like that. And those... The um, Liverpool Newcastle games, the four threes and things like that. So I think people have kind of got like got a little bit of Newcastle with them in a sense. But um, yeah. yeah, I hope they I hope they do get it do get it right. Um, obviously, a manager that has um, well, a club that's lost their manager as well, and you just mentioned him is, is Norwich with with Frank Lampard being being uh, linked to them. Mm. Uh, this is another one where I always find it a little bit confusing for me when clubs like Norwich do sack their manager and the manager that has got them up twice from the championship yeah. now. Someone has to go down in the Premier League. No, there's never a time when it's not going to be a relegation. So Norwich have to look at things and go, right, when they come up to the Premier League, as much as they go, we want to stay in there, surely you need to, the investment has got to be to Premier League standards, right? Yeah. To to stay in the league. But they didn't do that. And now they sacked their manager after a win. I'm a bit confused. This is the same guy that got them up now. If they bring someone else in, 
obviously there's no guarantee that he would have got them back up again, but he's done it twice. So, mm-hmm. strange decision for you? It is a strange one. I, I never like managers that have just got a team promoted being sacked uh, because all that hard work he's done to, to get them to the, the Premier League, they know, like I said, they know that they're going to, they have to be honest with themselves and realise, well, we're actually not going to have a good chance here. No matter if we get a few players on loan, a couple signings here and there, you know, we're not going to get, uh, we're not going to have much chance staying up. And maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's what they're thinking of now. They're thinking, all right, let's just get someone in a change of environment, change of manager, change of coaching and direction and, and see how it goes kind of thing. So they don't keep yo-yoing up and down and, and stuff. But it was, it was, it was terrible timing because they just literally, it was an hour after they beat Brentford. So that was one thing that was a bit silly about it. Uh, and two, they, they've, they've had a couple of decent results. They've had a couple of draws in their last few games. They've p- just picked up their first win. It just seems like a bit of a weird timing to say, actually, you know what, you've, we've had enough of you now, you're, you're getting sacked. Because they're building up a bit of momentum. Yeah, it's only Brentford and they got draw here and there in their bottom. But you've got to give him a chance. You've got to give him another, well, I'd, I'd give him the whole season. But if you're thinking of sacking him, you've got to give him at least till Christmas to, to try things around and see if, if there's anyone going in January that could, could help them. Uh but yeah, I, I thought it strange. And if they are getting Lampard, and again, it's it's for me, it's a it's another strange one because he's got no like pedigree of of doing what they obviously want him to do. You know, he, like we spoke about his his Derby career, it was he wasn't great at Derby, did okay at Derby, didn't get them promoted. Uh, Chelsea, he did okay in his first season when they had no money. Uh, obviously, when he got money. It showed how, you know, some of his flaws is inexperience. So I'm not too sure what they actually, if they do get Lampard, what they actually want from him, because it's not going to, I don't think it's going to be another one that doesn't end well, because I don't see them coming back up after after this season. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I say. It's a bit of a, it is a bit of a strange one. Um, and I think they got a little, they got gutted a little bit when they lost um, Godfrey I was surprised they kept hold of Campbell and, and Aaron's at the time. Mm. I think this will be the time that they just they get taken. Yeah, um, and the, they probably won't get as much money as they'd hoped for now because they're just not they weren't they're not lighting it up as much as they were last season in the championship or the season that they the first season they came up. So the twenty five thirty million that they could have got probably goes down to under twenty million. But yeah, we'll see. I guess. Yeah, no, I, see, I think that's the thing is sometimes take take the money. I know it sounds bad for those smaller guys, <laughs> yeah. but sometimes you've got to take the cash and, rebuild. and then you go and get, yeah, rebuild. Go get some decent players from the bottom half of the championship potentially that, you know, shouldn't be there or, you know, get those, get the young guy, next one, next man up, right? Yeah. Through the youth system mm-hmm. um, if you can and, and, and keep yourself keep yourself going so you don't, don't go under. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah. It is a strange one, this old merry-go-round with, with um, you know, when it comes to sort of the managers, you know, some sometimes the gamble does does pay off, you know, we can, you know, ourselves and the rest of sort of listeners can sort of say it's a good appointment, bad appointment, but, you know, someone's seen something 
to either appoint that person or, or, or get rid of them. But yeah, the, the Norwich one does seem does seem strange because it seems to be that season of part of the season where managers are obviously losing their jobs. But for the first time in a while, there's so many managers that are retiring. Mm. Who are you getting in? You know, is it, I mean, you've got to say it's the first time in a while I've not seen Sam Allardyce's name um, yeah. being linked, you know, properly. You know, like he would be that instant straight in at Norwich. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, that would be the one. Like you'd see, but he's he's not getting linked. So a lot of that older generation of managers now now going. These new new managers are coming in. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's maybe people are just trying to get that new age coach, um, mm. which isn't always the, the 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 best best thing to do at, at times, depending on the sort of circumstances of where you are in your in your season. Um, but let's lay it on the line, mate. I need to hear your 11. <laughs> so for anyone that missed maybe the last episode, I set a bit of a task, a bit of homework, as it were, to name a Premier League 11, but no, there couldn't be more than one player from each team. In, it was it was team of the season kind of thing as well, wasn't it? So the yeah, yeah. Season so so yeah, up to up to now, what you've seen, yeah, yeah basically, yeah. Yeah, this was difficult. I, I, eight or nine are, you know, they're they're probably where they where they should be. I think most clubs have one or two that you could could really pick or choose from. Uh, I have to say, I've got no Man United or Tottenham players in my eleven. Well, wow. I, yeah, I chose a I chose a Brentford player and a uh, a Brighton player ahead of uh, any Tottenham or uh, or United. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Because he's not here, and he's 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 doing the old uh, Ross from Friends pivot with his new sofa. <laughs> let's uh, let's read out let's read out the big man's. Just yeah, so let's just go see what he's doing. Go for his. I love how he's done it on the back of an envelope and sent it to me <laughs> as well. Like so I'm I'm real. This is probably that's, that's proper decent. That um, <laughs> Aaron Ramsdale in goal, so he's not he's lost his Arsenal player with with the keeper. Didn't think that would ever happen. Um, <laughs> Wolf centre off Connor Cody. He's gone Chelsea centre off Rudiger. I am going to guess these next two players. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Is that <laughs> Carella? Uh, is that that Carella left back from? Uh, yeah, Cucurella. Yeah, yeah. Cucurella. Livramento. Uh, who's that? That's the uh, that? South Southampton fullback. Southampton fullback. Oh, he's yeah, he's flying. Don't even know who that is. That's poor from me. That I'm is poor. Not even mention. Do you do? Do you do fantasy football? I do. What is he? Is he picking up points? He's Give picking up a lot of points. A oh, lot I remember of points. that. Let right. <laughs> me get onto that now. I'm gonna get get on because I do one with a draft as well. So only it'll only be me that gets him right. Pick him up. <laughs> Southampton lose every game three 0 now. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was a no brainer. I reckon with Declan Rice in the middle. Um, yeah. Tillemans. Um, they're in the middle as well um, for for Leicester. Conor Gallagher for Palace in the middle. Been on fire, isn't he, the boy? Yeah, um, yeah, he's been. Oh, he, he, I think we might be having Mo coming back in here, but uh, I'll get him to get him to explain, explain his decisions. Uh, yeah, explain yeah, yeah. It. But yeah, he's got got Liverpool Salah. He's got a Man United player with Ronaldo through the middle, and his Man City player that he's picked in is, is Phil Foden. Um, Mo, are you back to explain this uh, this eleven? Yes, <laughs> I'm he back. He heard his uh, name. He was he heard 
Mad sweaty butt back. Yeah. <laughs> We've named you 11, mate. So, yep. you know, tell, tell us a bit about it, mate. Why have you gone with this 11? Okay, so first off, I started with, um, with the best players from the top, the top teams, who I thought was the best player so far this season. Um, and then I filled out the rest of the, the rest of the team with sort of players that have done well for their clubs, like stats wise and stuff like that. So I thought this was quite a good team to, that I come up with. Livermento, I think at Southampton, he's probably been there, one of their best players. Definitely, every time I've seen him play, he's been industrious, getting forward, attacking fullback. Um, Cusarella, I've seen him a couple of times. Uh, once against Arsenal, he was really good, caused us a lot of problems. Um, Brighton's defensive record this season's up there with some of the best teams in the in the league. Um, Rudiger, for me, um, probably probably Chelsea's best centre back. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Thiago Silva's there, obviously aging, but Rudiger um, does his job very well. You very rarely see him get beaten. Uh, plays well in all the big matches as well. Obviously, he saw in the Champions League final. Um, and I think he's a solid centre-back um, for the fact that Lamps didn't play him is quite strange, but obviously some managers don't get on with other players. Um, Cody at the back there uh, for Wolves. To be honest, I was looking for a centre-back and I was looking at the rest of the teams that I had left. And <laughs> <laughs> there's, no real, there's no real reason behind Cody apart from I was looking for a centre-back. I built from the front back and I was looking for a centre-back. And Cody, uh, Cody was the best available. Uh, Ramsdale speaks for himself. I think since he's come in, um, been one of Arsenal's, been one of Arsenal's best players. Um, if I was going to put an Arsenal player in it, in it had to be from the defence. Um, and I just thought that Ramsdale over Gabriel just edged it for me. Um, so I went for, I went for Ramsdale in there. Um, the three in midfield. I think Rice and Gallagher, I'll be surprised if they're not in yours, what's two teams. Um, but I guess it's quite difficult. But I think both of them, Rice, I've been saying a lot, uh, a long time, literally every game I see him, he he improves, he gets better, he just looks better, he looks stronger. And he's played in some massive games this season, Rice. Um, and for me, in all of those games, I think he's been one of the top players on the pitch, if not the top player on the pitch. So Rice had to be in there for me. Um, Gallagher, um, again, speaks for himself. I mean, I don't think he needs any introduction in terms of the season he's had. Um, And then the front three, um, Manchester United, I was struggling for a player that has had a decent start to the season, to be fair. Um, It was out of of Ronaldo and Greenwood. Um, But I mean, Ronaldo, even in a team that ain't playing well, he's still scoring goals. And I think um, Salah has to be in there. I'll be shocked if he's not in yours or two team. And uh, I think Foden needs to be in there as well for the start he's had to the season. So, yeah, that was where that was where my how my team come together. Okay, okay. Aaron, yeah. I don't think it was any surprises, by the way, Mo. Which was like no one was like on the fair, other than your right back at Southampton because I didn't know him. So, but that's poor by me. That is very poor because you don't. You. Because you don't do fantasy football. I, that's the question I ask him. He does do fantasy football. Yeah, yeah, you do no, do fantasy like, football. And he doesn't and you know, don't know about <laughs> I have it on the draft. I have it on oh, the draft. So oh, like, oh man, I see. So, so, oh, so you only know the players that you have, really? 
Yeah, yeah. The player no, that you yeah, pick in it. Yeah, I'm that's it. I've, I've got it. I've got it like that. So yeah, I'm not doing it where you're like probably having to like change your whole team like the whole the <laughs> yeah. whole time. Like, my, my, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So I, I'm just trying to bury myself, get myself out of this hole anyway. But moving on, Aaron, <laughs> how are you getting on, mate? Um, I don't know if you heard, Mo, before you came back. I said I've got no Tottenham or Man United players in my team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they uh, deserve deserve that. So. Uh, uh, I've got five. I'll, I'll get there's five players from, from Mo's that I've got, so I'll, I'll name them quickly. Uh, I've got Livramento and Cucurella at uh fullbacks as well. Uh, Rice and Gallagher, center mids, and obviously Mo Salah, uh, who I'd expect every single person who does this will have. Uh, but in goal, I went for Mendy at Chelsea. His uh, his, his record, his record speaks for himself, clean sheets galore. Uh, best keeper in the league at the moment, I'd say. Uh, centre backs, I've gone for Diaz at Man City, uh, and Pinnock at Brentford. Uh, yes, Brentford, like <laughs> I went for him. I was, I was, I was always going to put a Brentford defender in there because they've had a they had a good start to the season. I think they've had three or four clean sheets. Their defenders are picking up a lot of goals and assists, and he 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 looked like the one that was uh, getting more from it. Uh, the Arsenal player I've got is Smith Rowe. Uh, excellent last couple of uh, couple of months for him. Just got called up to the the uh, the national squad. Uh, pretty much doing what Aubameyang is should be doing as the, the talisman, getting the goals, getting the assists for Arsenal at the moment. So he's uh, he was a no brainer for me. And then uh, Rafinha for Leeds. They've have they've had a poor start yeah. this season, but he still he still notched up his his goals and assist tallies uh, as you as you, as you uh, think he should be, especially without Bamford. It's it'll be it's difficult for him, but he's he's still picking up where he needs what he needs to do. And centre forward, I've gone for Jamie Vardy. Uh, for me, I think he's got seven seven goals this season already. Uh, yeah. So he's he's a centre forward for me, and it's. Pretty self-explanatory, uh, but yeah, no United players, no Tottenham players. You're just trying to upset them, bro. Me, no. Well, what, there's no Tottenham player that, that should be there. Maybe Sud. Maybe I didn't. Sud. I didn't. I didn't put a Tottenham player in either. And, and to be fair, what I don't. I, I mean, Ronaldo could have been done. He's only got four goals this season, so he ain't doing that great in the league. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's that's me done. I, I could have put Pogba in. He's got seven assists, but. Five of them came in the first game of the season, or something like that. So, uh, and his manager doesn't like him. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my eleven. Really feel like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my eleven. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, my mum was my mum was a bit, little bit different then. You know, in in some aspects, um, obviously, Salah was definitely in there. But I'll start from the top. I've mm-hmm. still got Martinez in goal. Because I still enough. think he's still, you know, he's still, he's still pulling off saves. He's still doing what he needs to do. Like as a, as a keeper, plus I needed to make it work with the players I wanted as well. Yeah. Um, I won't give my views on Martinez right now. We'll leave that. For no, we'll day. leave that. It's not for that, mate. I've got my own views, <laughs> on him, but I'm just saying for this moment, I'm putting him in goal just so I can make things work. Work, no, um, no, okay. Dinho, uh, I've got out on as left back for Everton. I still think again a lot of things go right. Um, everything's down the wings for Everton, and he's still making them making them tick. So I've got I've got him in there. My two centre-halves is uh, Diaz from City. 
and Romero from Tottenham. I actually think he's probably the only sort of shining light for Tottenham for me. He looks like a bit of... He's a problem. He's got that little nasty streak. I quite like him, <laughs> seeing what he's been up to. He's probably the only sort of Tottenham player that I'd say he's probably been all, all right this season. I've got my Arsenal player is Tommy Asu, um, right back. Yeah. Been, for me, I, I've enjoyed watching him, um, not just going forward as well, but just defend. He's just defensive work. He reminds me, he's everything I thought uh, Kaleshnik would have been back and forth, like consistently, if that makes sense. And he's added that little bit of added hype for us. You can see where he's played centre half as well. Mm. You can see he can read that danger when, and he's he's kind of helped where Ben White has a few weaknesses when it comes to sort of heading the ball, shall we say? I say Tommy Asu's in there to to sort of um, conversate that. So I've been really impressed with him. My Chelsea player is Kante. For me, he's another one. He just kind of make everything that goes through Chelsea seems to just be doing everything that Rice is doing for West Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, Strangely, I don't, there's a reason why I don't have Rice in the middle. But I've got Conor Gallagher in there. Um, and I've actually got Wolves' uh, Hangrang He Chan. I'm going to guess yep. that. Is that. If that's how you say it. We'll go I think that. I nailed it. Um, <laughs> I've, I've read it. Basically, his four goals that he scored are the four shots he's had on target <laughs> as well. Um, and I think he's been sort of helping Wolves in a sense where Jimenez is slowly coming back and you know, into it. And, you know, he, bearing in mind, he's in, is this his first season in the Prem? I think he's done quite well up to this now, up to this point. Obviously, this is what we're, we're basing on and what we've seen so far. Um, then that leaves me with, with Salah, as I mentioned, you know, that we've all, we've all got, I've gone with Vardy through, through the middle as well. That's why I didn't have, I would have been Tillemans if I was going to go for now, unless the plan went with Vardy, but same reasons behind you, um, Aaron with his seven goals. But I've got uh, Antonio, my West Ham player. Mm. Um, absolute talisman. Equally Sorry. deserves to be in there. Yeah, yeah. And that's why that's why I didn't have Rice. That was the only reason. I, mm. I was like, I can't. Based on what I've seen so far this season, how can you not? For me, it was like, how can I not put him in? Mm. For what, like, where West Ham are, the goals he's come up with, the styles of goals as well. Mm. You know, he's not, um, and he's enjoying it. It's been good to you know when you're watching a player. I, I quite like watching a player that's enjoying their football. You know, yeah. like you see a player playing with a smile on his face. The guys come from two the Mitchum boys. See what I mean? I had, to, <laughs> had to put him in. Had to put him in. So I love to keep holding this. Don't throw that envelope away, Mo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to see. I want to see. Uh, see where we're at come the end of the season, <laughs> or maybe after Christmas. Maybe let's just see where we're going <laughs> with this, and then we'll do this at the end of the season. We'll put together our actual team of the season. One player from from uh, only one player from each team. And uh, I, I might even throw in three subs just to help you, um, Aaron. That's you. <laughs> I wish you I wish I, I wish I built from the back now, because I don't mind from the front. But I can see sort of arguments for yours or players. But when you build, when you build from the front, you fill up them spots quicker, don't you? Really? Too quick. Too yeah, quick. yeah, yeah. But we'll go with it. Still happy with it. It can change, mate. You know what I'm saying? I've given you a bit of, bit of leeway here, mate. I mean, Christmas time, you can change it. That's going to be your Christmas present. You can change your team. Um, boys, honestly, it's been a pleasure. Being been great doing this um, for the 50. Um, we are working on getting a few guests in here so we can get a few, a few actual real-life real, real stories from, from the game um, to, to add to this pod um, on top of the guys that we've obviously already had as, as guests and ladies as, as guests as well. But... Um, I'm waiting for Mo to, to dust off a few of his more uh, non-league 
uh, stories as well, so I can, uh, can compare them as well and hear some of uh, Aaron's uh, moan ups as a gaffer as well. Maybe we should maybe we should do like a gaffer special. We but, should re- re- release our frustrations. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, be, been a pleasure as always, boys. Um, and that has been number fifty of playing out from the back. Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.